All right, the red button's on, indicating we're recording. Here we go. Beautiful souls, this is another edition of the Fewercast. Welcome. My name is EJ Snyder for this episode. Joining me this week, as they do every week, are Sean, Justin, and Corey. Yeah. Morning, afternoon, evening. Hello, Hi, everybody. Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. Alright. That's my gang. Make them feel welcome. <laughs> Fellas. How goes it? Nice joint kicks and it'll be a little better. (coughs) All right. Nothing new. It's going good. All right. I'm feeling great. I feel like we're going to have a good episode today. Let's do this. All right. let's, uh, Let's kick things off with the drip. So Uncharted's opening, $50 million last weekend. Surprised or not? Um, I definitely am. <laughs> huge fan of the franchise of games. Probably one of my all-time favorite gaming experiences. I just played literally all four of them um, again about two weeks ago. Um, uh-huh. I'm not paying a fucking nickel to see this goddamn film. They shit the bed when they had their chance with Nathan Fillion. I think J.K. Simmons should have paid, played Sully. Um, biggest question I have, where the fuck is Wahlberg's mustache? Don't tell me he shows up in a post. <laughs> he has it. It's, yeah. I, At it, the end. It, I was going to say, I think it's a post-credit zinger. He shows well, up in a trailer. mustache. Yeah, it's in the trailer because he has the line about hitting puberty or something yeah, like that. Fu- too. Fuck that noise i'm sorry yeah a huge set piece he scrambles across a bunch of you know crates See, in the is... air you know that's from uncharted 3 i think the only thing i'm looking forward to is a nathan drake cameo at the end of that scene uh, uh we're, 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 i've we're... i i've i'm totally in the dark i've never played a, a look of the games before oh, i know you're a big great. fan my brother's a big fan your brother, um, yeah, your brother bought me the fourth one. When he found out I hadn't played it and didn't have the money, he's like, go to GameStop right now. Buy it on me. Yeah, Damn. dude, it's fucking great. And they had, you know, Nolan North shows up for a cameo, which is cool. But, I mean, there was just so many missed opportunities with that. I well, mean, I remember at one point it was going to be Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and fucking Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and, like, did any of you assholes <laughs> play these fucking games? Well, all I, right. So I'm a big the, fan. I the, I, I mean, played them all. The movie, whether fan. whether it's good or not, it's irrelevant. Honestly, I just I'm I'm kind of taken back by the opening. I really didn't see it pulling in fifty million dollars last weekend. I'm, you know, it's it's funny because for years, 
video game adaptations, you know, and when it translates to film, like it was just you couldn't get one off the ground successfully. Like it was always just never hitting the mark. It was either just critically and, and panned by fans or it just never pulled in enough money for studios to give a damn. So they were kind of like a plague in the Hollywood industry for a while. And then all of a sudden, like it kind of started with Resident Evil, but then that became its own thing. But I'd argue it's really turned around with it started with Sonic, I'd argue a couple years ago. That made a lot more money than I ever saw it happening. And I mean it actually had a sequel that is actually coming out. And here we are here with Uncharted, a movie that pulled in, like I said a couple times already, fifty million dollars last weekend. I think it was over four days, but still that's still a lot more than I saw it pulling in. You know, when you think about it, the week before the champion of the box office for the weekend was Jackass Forever, and that only pulled in twenty million dollars. And here we are a week later of Uncharted, and it's like double that, more than, and it's. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna catch, I'm, I'm gonna catch a lot of shit for this, and it's a very unpopular opinion. But uh, I was actually really, I really enjoyed that Assassin's Creed adaptation. Like as never seen again it. from from a fan of the game franchise, an avid player of the games, I felt mm-hmm. that was the closest. And it, it, you know, don't get me wrong; it's still kind of, you know, it didn't hit the bullseye. But when it came to kind of hitting the mark with the story being told and the experience being had by the player, I think that came that got as close as they fucking have so far. Now, granted, I haven't seen this Uncharted, and it's more out of spite that I'm I'm not gonna you know I'm I'm gonna wait till it shows up free somewhere, be it on HBO or your Vudu or whatever. You know, because you're not going to see me buying that to put on my figure. You'd be scrambling to buy it, you know. But it's just out of sheer principle that you know. Not that I don't like Mark Wahlberg or Tom Holland. I feel they were fucking miscast. I feel you know Sully should have a goddamn mustache. And, you know, be behind the wheel of a plane and chomping on a cigar for 90%. Mustache be damned. I just... I don't know. Justin, you want to weigh in on this, or you just want to remain silent? I mean, I'm not a gamer, so I just... Yeah, I mean, either. I really don't have much to say. I just So when these movies come out, like, I'm not drawn in by the fact that it's based on a game because I haven't played the game. So that doesn't draw me in. So then it's the only thing I have left is... Does it look like an interesting movie or, or, or am I hearing good things about it? I, I can't think of any video game movie where I've ever heard good things or thought they look good to the point where I was like, all right, I feel I need to see that. Like you guys would probably know better. Like, are there even like, I was going to say five, are there three good video game movies? And I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm, I'm really asking. <coughs> I mean, I mean, they exist. They're just far and few in between. That's my yeah, two cents, honestly. There's not a lot. I, I agree with a lot of what Sean said. I think Tom Holland was... I mean, I'm a fan of Tom Holland, but I think he was miscast as uh, Nathan Drake. I, I haven't played the fourth game, but I played the first three, and I think he was, yeah, very miscast. Yeah, I'm not I mean, sure about... Just face it, you're, Walter, you know, you, but... throughout the series, you're playing with Drake and his you know, mid-30s, arguably early 40s by the time you get to the fourth game. 
and both three and four have kind of flashback sequences where you play as young Drake and see him meeting Sully at the age of 15. So right away they went and fucked with Canon. By Well, I was going to say, check me if I'm wrong, Sandy, but isn't this a prequel to the games? It's, I mean, it's essentially the first time Victor Sullivan and Nathan Drake ever, you know, get together and go on a treasure right. hunt. So hypothetically, right. yes. But in canon of, you know, what Naughty Dog has presented out there to the player, um, you you see it in both, um, um, you know, Uncharted, mainly in, in, in Uncharted 3, um, you know, there's one or two segments and then a good, I think, you know, additional segment or two um, in, in, in the fourth game. Now, they, they kind of retconned the character of Sam. Sam wasn't thought of or introduced until Uncharted 4. And that was an excuse to bring, you know, Troy Baker into the franchise because you got Nolan North. Don't even know who Sean is. That's, so, so, like, the, your, your two biggest video game, like, actors working today are going to be Nolan North and Troy Baker. I mean, if you've got an A-plus game, you put one of those guys in your franchise and it's a winner. And they're fun. They're talented. They're cool. They're kind of like, you know, they feel like buddies because they're just wise cracking, cracking, you know, quick wits. I feel like I could just sit down right between them and have a beer. And, you know, like we, we've all known each other. Um, so I, I think that's that's another reason why I'm dragging my feet. Like, fuck you, man. You guys had the, you know, you were close. Like that whole sequence that that rips off from the third game where he's scrambling across the crates, falling out of a plane. I'm like, all right, cool. They're going to reenact that. And that was a fun cinematic element to play in the game. You know, even when they're airlifting a pirate ship, kind of, you know, similar to a scene in the first game. But then the more I read about it and, the, you know, the more I f- see where the story's going, it's more so out of spite that they're not getting my seventeen fifty or whatever a fucking movie ticket costs. You know, it's it, it's really out of spite. Cause you're just it, a fucking bitter old man. That's the reason why you're as I am. It. Get the fuck off my lawn, man. I really, uh, I really am. Um, yeah, now, real quick, before, still, go go on, Corey. No, I was gonna say I'll still see it. I won't, you know, I won't pass judgment yet. But I'll say I'm skeptical. I agree with a lot of what Sean said. I, I mean, think, oh, I'm yeah. gonna watch it. I'm I'm just not gonna pay for it. I'm, I'm not um, going out of my way. It's gonna it's gonna be, be sitting here killing two hours of my. Life. Before we move right. on, um, I, I do want to answer Justin's question real quick because I did think of one. Uh, to be honest, it's kind of it, this film kind of reminds me of this movie we're talking about, Uncharted. Uh, the 2018 adaptation of Tomb Raider, I thought was really good, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Me and my daughter went and saw it uh, opening weekend, and I had a lot of fun with it. I even I own the movie. It's it's a really fun movie. I went back and revisited it to uh, just assure that statement, and it it still holds up. And another reason, not another reason, but it's another thing like Uncharted, where it's based off the game. But it's like kind of a prequel because you're seeing the like from now. I haven't seen I haven't seen that Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. I want to though, and and based off of what I'm seeing from the marketing, a lot of it, um, it's almost you know beat by beat the plot of uh, Shadow the Tomb Raider, which I have. yeah apparently it's 
Yeah, apparently I found out after the fact that there is a prequel game, so I guess that this follows that. It's, not, I, I've, it's I've, not like... I haven't finished the game, but some of what I've done in the game, I see being done in the trailer, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of where these game adaptations... Well, there's a, there's a helicopter waterfall sequence that apparently is taken yeah. from the game. Yeah, It's, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. fun in the movie. I like how it plays out. Uh, so. Yeah, and there are scenes she like kind of Walter Goggins is the villain. Or something. Yeah, it's that. You saw it in the preview, too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Wal- so that, Walter tra- Goggins is the tra- it, trailer. Walter Goggins is the villain, and uh, Dominic West is her father. So, it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, check it out. Uh, it's on your you voodoo, too, Sean. It? It's on my voodoo, yeah. Yeah, I've been, more, I've been wanting to. I keep skipping over it. I don't know why I don't even know. The like, last couple of times I perused, I didn't even notice it was. Um, so, what's going on with this? You guys hear about this guy, Richie? Operation Fortune uh, film that suddenly has been just removed from its release. Uh-uh. Um, I read about it this morning. Uh, what number part, one. What part does STX, Jason Statham play? S- he's, he's in it. <laughs> STX Films, unex- uh, they just pulled it. It was supposed to come out on March 18th, my brother's birthday. Oh, so he wrapped but, it like it was all done and in the can. Dude. This is the first I'm even hearing of this movie. There's a trailer for it and everything. It was supposed to come out next month, but it just got pulled, and it's been now it's just TBA, you know, you know, indefinite. That guy fucking churns movies out, man. Like you know, whether or not they're any good, I I, I don't watch a bunch of them, but he he seems to constantly like yearly have a movie out. Yeah, and that, I, uh, I, yeah, he's a lot quicker with them more so now than he used to be. That, yeah, yeah, recently, the past few years, I mean, yeah. That affects the overall quality, too, because you usually, usually, right. usually get, like, one out of five that actually works. Right. Because... Like, um, what was the, the gentleman was was really good, but I was avoiding it because I'm like, fuck, man, he's cranking another one out. It's gonna be another. Well, this turd. movie actually has the cast, the same cast as the gentleman and the previous film that he had, The Wrath of Man or Man. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. Hartnett's in this. Yeah, it's Hartnett, Statham, uh, Hugh Grant uh, is the villain. Uh, that British, that black British guy from The Gentleman is in this. Um. I thought the movie looked pretty cool. The trailer, because uh, Josh Hartnett is like a actor. He's a movie star, to, yeah. That they have to get because like this crazy billionaire is a big fan, and they're trying to infiltrate the billionaire's like inner circle or whatever. So I thought it looked interesting when I watched the trailer. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that. Like Josh Hartnett is somebody who I, I did not like when he first like began to show up in movies, and after a while I had to recognize it. He's His actually hair a really good. Me. Yeah, I just thought he was like a vapid pretty boy at first. But like once I got over that, I'm like, no, this guy's actually a really good actor. Yeah, I tell and you. Anytime I, I watch him in something, I usually like him. I'll tell you what turned me on him was Lucky Number 11. Yeah, I still haven't seen that one. Oh, I need to good, check that That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that and 30 Days a Night. I mean, 30 I Days a Night is fantastic. I fucking love that movie. That's a great movie. No, no love for the faculty? What the fuck, guys? Faculty's all right. <laughs> Yeah, that still holds up. I just watched. I just showed it to my daughter a couple weeks back. Uh, it's a fun movie, so we should cover that definitely sometime this summer or so on the on the podcast. Oh sweet Jesus! Um, oh fuck off! Me and Coy will do that episode. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think we know who's gonna be on that one. <laughs> I know. I know. 
So yeah, that's that's the latest on this movie. There the there is none. There's a trailer for it, but other than that, um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, very. Um, it, it's it, it's kind of similar to um, they pulled that same stunt years ago with with Hard Rain. I don't know if you remember that. Like, it yeah, was I remember marketed. that movie. Like, I remember seeing a trailer in the theater, and then zip, like three years went by and nothing. You know, and there was no internet, and you know, you know, fan based, you know, trade conversation shows like this to keep you know the hope alive. It's just all of a sudden, like you know, I saw one trailer, like, oh, that looks interesting, and then never seen or heard from it again. And then suddenly it opens, and I'm like, wait a minute, I saw that trailer like three summers ago before fucking Gremlins, and now Transformers is out. No, you no know? joke. Um. Honestly, true story, back like 15, 16 years ago or so, whenever it came out, that movie Alpha Dog, there was legit previews for that like two years before it came out that I saw in theaters and shit. Like, I swear I was seeing previews for that like in 2004. It came out in early 2006 or 2007, I actually think it was. But, you know, that movie is another example that I was seeing. It, it got shelved. And for so long that I've never seen previews for it, like years back, and like not even exaggerating, that movie was, was shelled forever. And then finally, yeah, Universal coughed it out. I was, you, I, I was thinking about that movie. That movie's so. underrated as shit. Ben Foster's a motherfucker in that movie. With Jesse James Hollywood this after, this morning. Yeah, was, yeah. The the, 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 the story behind it's really in- interesting. But didn't they change his name to like Johnny True Love or something in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just go with Jesse James Hollywood. That's that's a little more. Eh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a really good movie. I always defended. Well, I still do defend Alpha Dog. Uh, like I said, Ben Foster just fucking turns it up, and he's amazing in it. <laughs> um, Takes a shit in the living room. Yeah, even Justin <laughs> Justin Timberlake is really good in that movie, and he was really like a young actor at that point, like just breaking into Hollywood for music, and I thought he did a good job. Um, you know, of course, we got the very young Anton Yelchin in it, who did a you know he he did what he could as a fifteen year old you know curious party. And what was up, Justin? Like you talking about it getting shelved, and then when you said that Justin Timberlake was in it, I think I remember at the time, like there was like you said he was just that was one of the first movies that he did, and I think there was this yeah. big hope that it was going to be like a breakout, like just huge, like Tom Cruise level movie star. And those first couple things that he put out ended up being like really under the radar type shit. And I think that's part of the reason maybe, and I'm not just making it, I, I think I, I'm either misremembering or I am completely making it up. But I think I remember something at the time where they were just like, the studio executives were disappointed that it was they what they felt was an underwhelming movie and that it wasn't going to do any box office. And the fact that it had Timberlake in it, they were kind of worried that it would ding his his up and coming career so that I think that's one of the reasons why I got shelved for a while. Well, I yeah, think, they, I, I think they had every right to be. Because, he had you know, he, right before release though. He had that movie he filmed afterwards that, that flick would, what was it? 50 cent and Bruce Willis. Some like f- fucking LA crime caper. Under, uh, Let's get one of those. I was no, thinking no, there was you're, po- ta- you're talking about Edison. That was with Morgan Freeman, Edison, Kevin yeah, Spacey and LL Cool J. Yeah. It's like a newspaper movie. And that was another film that got shelved around the same time as Alpha Dog. Because it was supposed to be really bad. So that's the thing. I think think it was Alpha Dog was more of a thing of like, 
we got to protect Justin Timberlake because he's not putting out the kind of movies that are going to make him a big bankable star. I, I'm well, I'm pretty sure that was a part of it. Timberlake didn't have the best. Timberlake didn't have the biggest like dive into Hollywood when it came to like yeah, his first films. Off. I mean, look, he did the Edison and Alpha Dog his first two big roles, but both got shelved coincidentally enough for a year or two. And then he had that Black Snake's uh Black Snake Moon film that he had a small role in that was really like limited when it came out. Didn't That's really a good get a big movie. release. I like that. And then yeah, the, the next one was uh Southland Tales, another one that oh, didn't get a big God. release that people just right. I, I have I, I don't sucked. I don't have a dog in this fight. I've never seen <laughs> wait, movie. wait wait who just said it who who just said it sucked Corey Corey, Corey. I did that movie fucking sucked <laughs> I hated that movie really I hated every fucking second I was sitting there watching really that thing. did you even try to like read the prequel comic type thing or anything any of that like fuck no I shouldn't have to read a prequel you comic. I'm, not, yeah, I'm not saying you, you shouldn't have, have to. to I'm not saying you shouldn't have to like I, you didn't I I didn't have to I. I don't know, like, I started out hating it, but then I'm like, you know what? This film is so fucking absurd. Like, I'm going to be thinking about it for the rest of my life. Maybe there's something that works here. And I go back <laughs> about every 10 to 12 years and just try to figure out what Richard Kelly was up to. Well, know. and then I'll just say this. I'm not a huge fan of Richard Kelly in general. Donnie Darko, to me, was just a, like, it was fine. Like, I don't know. I, I like it. It's way overrated. I think it's overrated. I like it, but it is overrated. Let me get to my point real quick, though. Um, I was getting to it. Uh, and then after that, you know, the love guru. Are we yeah, sen- that's, are that we was the, nail, the final nail in the coffin. I are think. we sensing a pattern here? And then he kind of went away for a couple years. But then 2010 came around and a little film was released called The Social Network. That no, I forgot he was in that. He, yeah. yeah, it was Sean Parker. And yeah. That's when his career took off as a movie star, in my opinion. That's what that's the movie that elevated him. That people were like, "Okay, this guy's for real." But did uh, he do anything? Even though, that? even though they haven't seen Alpha Dog, you know, and more people should. What, what was that, Justin? Did he do anything after Social Network? I mean, I'm I'm sure he was in stuff, but anything that was of <laughs> note? Yeah, it was in fucking Bad Teacher, which was a pretty big comedy the following years, as as well as Friends of Benefits, was a big rom com. Uh, he did in time, which I think in time's okay. I think it's a. It was bad. It's a good idea. <laughs> in it was concept. fucking bad execution. I mean, um, runner runner I've probably never, killed his career. Runner runner was terrible. That was uh, another shitty one. I've never seen Trouble with the Curve. Yeah, nobody has. Inside, uh, I was the uh, one guy Davis. who saw it. <laughs> but anyway, you know that's that's Justin Timberlake, uh, basically his you know career uh, outside of trolls. Anyway, um, trolls. so yeah, that trolls uh, in the trolls movies. I was um, thinking, I, I, I was I was thinking a Nilbog and the triple decker bologna sandwich. <laughs> People are gonna be listening to this, and be like, how did we get to Justin Timberlake in the fall of his career? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You know what? It doesn't matter. Anybody listening, anybody listening no. to these four idiots shouldn't even be fucking surprised that we're dead. they should be surprised it took us this long to do that. Look, this is our show. This is like an hour out of the week. We can just get together and do our own thing. This is like private radio, no rules. Fuck it. But now, really though. All right, I'm Chris. Um, I'm Chris and Slater and pump up the volume. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Um, <laughs> and I've said this before. You're saying the math isn't pump up the volume. <laughs> I'm, I'm switching topics here. Talk hard, people. Um, Talk hard. Sometime soon, and I, I really want to do this. I mean this. I really want to do like a watch along or get together with you guys and do like a commentary track or something. I want to interact with a movie like in front of a microphone some way, somehow. Um, I've kind of got an itch to do so. I think it'd be really fun. I mean, yeah, I like the idea. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just one of those two, something, just an idea. I just want to inter- be able to like get down with you guys and interact with a movie and just see where we can go with it. And I think it'd be a fun thing to do. And who knows? Maybe it'll catch on. Maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, fuck it. We tried. Um, but that's what I want to do. That's where my head's at. Um, I got a couple more little news tidbits that I, I jotted down. Uh, did you guys hear Carpenter rumblings of the thing too? No. Yeah, so... Um, you told me about Cass and Wyatt Russell as, as, as Sneak Plissken, right? No. I read that. No. I read I, I read that. He's like, yeah, I could see Wyatt doing a young Sneak. Who are they going to bring back? Are they going to bring... Sneak Plissken into the thing franchise? <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I read it. Was, hey, it was, like, it was, it was a ton. Where the fuck conversation going? <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I, I did. He no, flies I, I in on his little airplane. No, I, I read, I, no, I did. I read I read a headline today. He's talking about it. He wants to go back to another escape from New York and you use Wyatt, too. So, I don't know. I mean, is, is Carpenter going back to the well? Why? Why? Why do we need a thing, too? The game, the PlayStation game, did it justice. That PlayStation 2 game was fucking scary as shit. Worked as a sequel. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, uh, that, well, game was, that game was fucking read, spooky. Let, what a Corey? let me read the insert. Let me read yeah, the insert. Yeah. Let me read the insert. While speaking with fandom, John Carpenter was asked which of his movies that he'd like to revisit for a sequel. And he said, maybe The Thing, maybe Prince of Darkness. I can see a little bit more of that, but we'll see. You never know in this business. You really don't. As for how Carpenter would approach the sequel to The Thing, he would only say that both Kurt Russell and Keith David are still alive. He says, oh man, well, I just think there's another bit of a story to tell there, which I'm not going to tell you about, but there have been some discussions about The Thing and what we could do because as far as we know, both those two main characters, Childs and McCready, are still alive. They were alive at the end of The Thing, so maybe they're still alive. Just going to open on them sitting there still? Still, yeah, oh, still oh. drinking by the fire. Forty years later, <laughs> but as Don't far as it, it goes, um, it the be, last man. thing I heard, uh, uh, Blumhouse it. was behind it. They're gonna. I be mean, doing that's it. promising, but you know what? Leave it the fuck be. Let us wonder yeah. was was either both or neither. You know, that's one of my favorite unanswered questions in cinema. Right. You know, and things perfect. Don't fuck with right, it. Right, right. And and the first thing you, the thing the, is perfect. The, you're, yeah. you're you're gonna wind up like having to answer the question by the end of Act One, and at that point, I'm walking out before Act Two wraps up. You know, <laughs> just don't right. don't don't fucking do it. I'm better. You're better off with with doing Escape from New York Two with Wyatt Russell. 
you know. And I don't want to see that. I mean, I, I'm I just, just saying if from LA yesterday, if it comes, I have fun with that. If it if it comes down to it, <laughs> you know, go fuck with Snake. Leave McCready alone is what I'm saying. If you have to, like, if God's got a gun to your head, going, all right, Carpenter, one or the other, leave the thing alone. Slap an eye patch on, you know, on a little where. Stop talking about Wyatt. No one gives a fuck about Wyatt Russell. I like Wyatt Russell. <laughs> I just watched Shimmer Lake last night. It wasn't a bad movie. Uh, where are you guys at on Escape from L.A.? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Surfing <laughs> Venture Boulevard with Steve Buscemi and Bruce Campbell. Oh, uh, that movie's so Eddie. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I wanted to like it. Like, believe me, I love Escape from New York. So when that came out, I went to the theater to see it. I was super fucking jazzed for it. And it's just one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Whoa. When's the last time you watched it? Oh, dude, that movie is garbage. <laughs> About two, three years ago. It wasn't like 20 years ago or anything. It was re- it was Damn. within the past four years. Sean, your homework yeah. is to revisit it. It's on my voodoo. I just bought it the other day. <laughs> it's in 4K, buddy. Check it out. Ed, didn't we watch it like at your birthday party or something like that? Yeah, because you got I it remember. for me. You got me the VHS for my birthday. <laughs> you and dorks. we watched it. You dorks would do something like that for his birthday. That's exactly what yeah, we did. Yeah, it's good if it's a good movie. If it was Escape from New York, I'd, I'd be down for it. Right. I I just remember being so excited. Like I, I was a fan of Escape from New York. I was so excited for that movie, and I was so pissed when I first watched it. But now watching it, uh, yeah. It's, that movie's it's fun. fun. That movie's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly it's a rehashing. Everything that happens in New York happens in L.A. Just in a different way, sort of. I mean, literally every single plot point from the first one is done again. You can basically call it a remake. Um, and it, 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 the the effects are fucking god awful. But yeah, they're garbage. The movie yeah. is just. A fucking roller coaster, and I'm I'm fucking all in for it. It's 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 wacky. It's it's whatever. It's hey, what? You know, all right, have fun it, with it. What do I win if I make it to the end credits? What do I get? I don't know, another month of free voodoo from me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, gentlemen. Who are we canceling this week? Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. I wonder what they did. Corey, who you canceling? So I have one in mind for several days now. So I'm canceling oh YouTube. I'm canceling Google and YouTube's targeted ads because you know I'm watching videos on YouTube and I keep getting the same commercial every fucking time and it's for a movie and it's not even it doesn't even seem like a bad movie but now i don't want to see it because i keep hearing the fucking trailer for it it's that cyrano movie with peter dinklage <laughs> nothing against peter dinklage <laughs> nothing against cyrano but it plays every time and it has like different yes. ads and the short one it's like cyrano 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 de Bergerac. fuck that shit i can't listen <laughs> he to keeps it anymore popping up and waving to me when i get on twitter i'm like i'm like jesus it. christ i'm here I'm hearing Cyrano when I'm fucking walking around the house and not even listening to anything. Yeah. I can't take it. So <laughs> fuck you, Google. Like you can target ads, but just give me something else. Like I know I like movies, but Jesus Christ. Jesus. Uh Justin, who you canceling this week, buddy? 
Uh, I don't have a, again, I don't have a go, and I'm not good at this segment. Uh, the one that I thought of that I don't know why this has bothered me the past couple of days, but I guess I'm canceling anybody who's it, making fun of Julia Fox for the way she says uncut gems. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was very amused for uncut gems. Yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw that clip. Yeah, she told you. Surprised you haven't seen that shit. Yeah, I have she, not seen nor heard of this. It's I only saw like yeah, the, the couple seconds of her saying watch it. Watch it she, now on TikTok. Yeah, she's in an inter- <laughs> doing an interview and she talks about being Benny Safdie's muse for uncut gems, but she says it in such that vapid fucking Long Island it girl like nasal fucking accent or she just sounds like yeah. a goddamn idiot she's like I was- everything she's saying sounds idiotic but like the whole like obsession with it is equally as idiotic and i that pisses me off more than her it's like i'm not surprised she's a dope but like just i don't know I, it, the whole thing annoys me for some she's reason, raising so. a fucking and- kid man i feel sorry for that kid yeah there's lots of dummies raising kids <laughs> yeah look at you Exactly. <laughs> and Ed for that moment. Shit, all three of you idiots. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Why the crickets? I'm just fucking with you guys. You know. Whoa. I'm trying to watch this video you guys told me. Oh, you watching Uncut Jabs. Uncut Jabs. She spells it like U N C U H J A H M S. Would you consider yourself Ye's muse? Yeah, a little, maybe. What is a muse? I mean, I was Josh Safty's muse when he wrote Uncut Jabs. Right. Do you know what I Uncut mean? Jabs. Like, like, I mean, like, to me, it's not that even. It's not even that. Yeah, weird. Like, it's just. It's just her talk. Say, pronounce it in her like Brooklyn accent that she has. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Calling. Uncut Jabs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Sean, who you cancel, man? Kanye West. Oh fuck! <laughs> Who are you canceling other than Kanye? Uh, it's well, well now Marilyn Manson gets on board with him, man. You oh see, Jesus you heard Christ! About this yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah he's was, been Manson. Well, it's, I mean, I, I watched the trailer for that documentary. Even Rachel Wood did, so I'm curious to see that on uh, on HBO next month. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like, <laughs> did you see? Did you see? Uh, did you see Ye's big temper tantrum last night when he throws his microphone at at the Donda listening no. party? Oh my Sorry. god! Yeah, it's like, I, like I've I was, kind of I, I'm too much. He's I had to block him from my social life. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. Like I hate him so much that I get obsessed with it, like I did with Scientology in North Korea. You are obsessed with it. It's, I, 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 I I am I am because I got nothing to do but sit around and hate all fucking day. So I've aimed it at him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like, like you at him. He's he had that he had that listening party for for the the, the second Donda album last night. Not only was he two hours yeah. late to the fucking start. Two 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 Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny you hear that interview Julia Fox talk about being Ye's muse. You no, know, Ye's muse for the whole thing is is pretty much every song is about his divorce, him wanting to kill Pete Davidson, and now he wants Kim Kardashian back. And God and, bring my family. Back. Right, he's such a guy. I just can't. I, I, I don't even put him on his meds. Ship him to North Korea with the Scientologists, every one of them, and let them all fight to the fucking death. All right, that's a fucking pay per view waiting to happen. Okay, and then he's got the nerve to bring out 
you know, Brian Warner at the end, you know, and this guy's, you know, nobody's talked about him recently, but let's face it, the end of last year into the beginning of this year, his shit got exposed Kevin Spacey style, and now he's fucking, you know, he's in a goddamn doghouse. So cancel both of them fucking idiots, man. Fucking sick, greedy, you know, psychopathic perverts. Yeah, I'm canceling you know what, Sean? Kanye again. You know what, buddy? That's Kanye asking you, how could you be so heartless? Because I could give, I could give two shits about his fucking. I, you know, and the sad part is, I've been watching that documentary too. I watch, I watch the first part. You watch it twice. No, 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 no. no. I, I watch the first. I watch every disgusting moment of that film. I watch. I watch. Got it on the loop. <laughs> He's watched, got a looping on his house watched, all day long. I watched the first one after we wrapped last week, and I, was, I, I started watching the second one today. I fell right asleep because I just wasn't feeling good. Um. So yeah, I, I, I. I, I, I I mean, come on now. You're speechless. Have some, fucking, have some dignity. <laughs> have some dignity. Okay. So you're. If it wasn't for Hate Watch and Sean and I couldn't have got through season two of True Detective. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Was, I, I couldn't even do that. It's, you know, it was fun. It was great, though. Me, me, me and Justin are hate watching it in real time on social media. Um, all right. Well, shit. Strangers. That's who I'm canceling this week. Strangers who refer to me. On a first name basis, just because they can read my name on my name badge. It's part of the company dress code that I wear a name tag on my left breast area. But guess what? It's not there for Dick, Doug, nor is it there for Bernard to think they're cute by calling me Ed instead of Sir. So for that, I'm canceling all you motherfuckers who think you're slick. But I've got news for you, boss. You ain't cool. You're chilly. And chilly ain't ever been cool. Canceled. That's it. End rant. <laughs> I was just thinking of something. Like, I wonder, Sean, like, when you set up, like, a new news feed, instead of picking stuff you're interested in, do you just pick stuff you hate? You're like, all right, I want this on my feed, <laughs> uh-huh. so I can hate on this. Yeah, I want this on my feed. For real. For real. It's so hate could, feed. So I could just sit there and be like, oh, my God, everybody but me is so fucking dumb. How do I it's get like, to be yep, the smartest him, person on the planet? Fuck him. Yep. Fuck her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fuck That's exactly what it is. I literally, I literally, I lay in, mm-hmm, I lay in mm-hmm, bed at night, em, like, because I like to read to put myself to sleep, and I lay in bed He gets reading. cold chills at night. Fuck him. Fuck him in bed. I am. I'm either reading about David Miscavige, Kim Jong-un, or Kanye West at night. Just, and that's probably part of the reason I'm having such fucking weird sleep, because I'm angering myself to the point where I can't go to sleep. I fucking hate these idiots. I think the simple solution is you scoop all the Scientologists up on Kanye's Gulfstream 5, whatever the fuck he's flying around in, drop them off in North Korea, let them all fight to the fucking death till there's one man left standing, and then leave him alone in the fucking country and we'll all be done with it. All right. And then I won't have anything to hate anymore. Ah, you're bitching too much. Let's move on to Weekly Recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Sean. 
would you recommend in this week? I got a couple, man. <laughs> so uh, we had a bit of a movie marathon this weekend, aside from, you know, you coming over, um, you know, for Texas Chainsaw Friday. You know, Justin and I got together, had a, had a very uh, crass, tasteless 80s Saturday evening with both Jekyll and Hyde together again. And uh, uh, Justin turned me on to Where's Papa. And boy, that film is as crass as he made it out to be. Like, I was... I was laughing, don't get me wrong, I was in hysterics, but some of it is so, like, tasteless, like you can't even believe Carl Reiner's getting away with it. Um, I think Justin and I made a, made a joke about how, like, him and Reiner made, uh, Paul, uh, Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks made a made bets with each other when, you know, Brooks was writing to producers like, I'm going to make people laugh at Nazis, and Carl Reiner's like, all right, I'm going to make them laugh at rape. And then he went and made these films. Yeah, so uh, Where's Papa uh, was was very funny. Thank you for that, Justin. My in-laws have borrowed your copy, by the way. They're watching it right now. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but then, uh, you know, I, you know, I rewatched again last night, and it's, you know, nothing groundbreaking, nothing obscure, nothing out of the box. But, you know, for we fixed dinner and watched St. Vincent. Man, I, I forgot how good that film is. And, like, I, I honestly think that's probably Bill Murray's best work in 15 to 20 years, hands down. I don't know about you, where you got, where, where that movie sits with you guys, but, like, I, I love You Murray's, know I'm the fan. Yeah, I, I love Loved Murray's it. performance. I, I get I get kind of teary-eyed at the end. It's nice and heartwarming. Like I said, it's, it, you know, it's nothing heavy-duty, but it's it's one that, that, you know, you can revisit solidly over the years and, and and still enjoy and i mean where were the nominations did it, it was was there golden globes or anything thrown at these people it should have been it's been almost 10 years now i can't remember i'm sure it was nominated but i don't remember when it yeah it's, it didn't like set the world on fire but even melissa no, mccarthy no, no. plays a good role and i just yes saint vincent and then um uh, I also watched that that movie Shimmer Lake last night. You guys heard of this thing? You seen it? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No, I never heard of it. Yeah, it's, nope. it's, it's it's quick, man. It's not. It's it's barely 90 minutes. It's a Netflix original. Um, last night was my second time watching it. I don't, I don't think I'd shown it to Mandy the first time, so I wanted her to check it out. Um, and it's it's a, it's essentially like. Uh, uh, like a a, a a bank robbery in a small town and your main character is the sheriff of this town but the cool part is the film takes place over the course of a week however it starts on Friday and ends on Monday so it keeps you on your toes with seeing where this thing is going um, you know a couple of who's who shows up you got you know um, um uh, what's his name? Ron Livingston, Rob Corddry, uh, Rain Wilson plays a pretty solid part in it. Uh, Wyatt Russell's in there towards the end. I, but it, it was a Netflix original. Um, it came out about two or three years ago. But it's it's a neat little crime story, and because of the fact that it kind of goes in reverse, like you're watching the aftermath on Friday, and the end of the film is the start of the heist, and it kind of twists where you don't expect it to. Yeah, it's, you know, it's only like an hour and 25 minutes, too. So it's something you can kill before bed. You know, give give Shimmer Lake a run. I think it's pretty clever. And 
you know, it's not like watching Memento, you know what I mean, where the film's going to rise. It's pretty cool. Right. All right. Um, before I go, I'll go next. Before I go, though, uh, real quick, let's talk about uh, Texas Chainsaw while we're all here. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? Justin, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. What would you think of it? Let's I, start with you. Uh, I liked that it was only an hour and 15 minutes long. I know, right? <laughs> I, and that, like, not even being facetious, like, I, and like the, the movies that Sean and I watched last or on Saturday night, Neither one of them was even 90 minutes long. Like, I'm a big proponent for movies not having to be a certain runtime. Right, right, Like, nowadays, there's so many three-hour movies. And I'm not against your four-hour movie, but, like, there's just too many of them. So, like, an hour and 15 minutes, fine with me. Um, As far as the movie itself, I mean, there was some good blood in it, but I thought it was a terrible movie. Um, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not a, like a fan of the series the way you guys are. I think the first one's great. The second one's fun. And that's about it for me. Um, yeah, I think, the, conver- I I think it- the conversation I had with you Saturday when you came over, I was telling you about it. I'm like, uh, yeah, the, 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 the script and plot contrivances are wanting, but they're just there to set you up for the next death scene. And I'll be damned, yeah. I'll be damned <laughs> if I won wrong, that. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it was- no, it was fine for that. I thought and it, I took bonus points off for the fact that they have a character who's a survivor of the school shooting. And then by the end of the movie, her way of solving problems is to pick up a shotgun and become a badass. I just I, not only was that stupid, <laughs> it was kind of offensive. And the safety was on. So, yeah. So I the don't know. I, just, whatever. I know that it's got its fans, so I don't want to shit on it too much. Well, I don't want to too much more than I already have. I mean, it's, by all means, it's not a perfect film. Number one, let me just get that out of the way. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it as far as being a direct sequel to the original. Uh, look, I want to get a couple things off my chest, but I want to get too deep into it because potentially I'm thinking about doing a ap- uh, full episode on it coming up in a month or two. But um, I've been listening to a lot of reviews and a lot of podcasts and people talking about it uh, over the last several days. And... Uh, a few things that a lot of people are saying that are similar. Uh, number one, a lot of people were saying that Leatherface is like in his 70s. That was never established. He's supposed to be right around the age of 60 in this movie because they're going off the idea that in the first film back in 74, Leatherface was just, you know, a, a young adult like 16, 17, you know, like around that age area. So it would make sense. And this was not supposed to be 50 years later. It's another thing I don't recall. You know, I don't know where that got started. It hasn't been 50 years. It's been like, you know, close enough, but it hasn't been actually 50. It's been like 46, 47 years, whatever real time is. Um, so that would put him at the right age of 60. Um so I just wanted to get that off my chest. And then someone else, uh, not someone else, um, actually, I, I'm going to call him out. Fucking movie critic uh, Sean Fantasy from uh, the Big Picture Podcast. He did an episode on Friday with someone, uh, not Friday, on Monday. And throughout the entire episode, it was kind of pissing me off because they kept on, not only him, but his guest, who's supposed to be this big chainsaw massacre-like know-it-all. They both kept referring to this as the 10th installment. And it was fucking with me for the longest time. And I'm like counting it in my head. I'm like, four originals, two platinum dunes, two lions gates. 
am I missing someone? Am I missing a, a, a movie? Are they counting Return of this, uh, the Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Next Generation as one as two different films? Like, what are they doing? It's it's nine, not for the record. It's it's not ten. It's the, this is the ninth one. Uh, but you know, I thought it was just to the point. You know, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. How what do you actually? How much? you know, plot are you actually looking for? And I, I said to you, said this to you, we were sitting here Friday night, I dug the fact that you saw his face a couple times. Yeah, and I you love see? that shot. That little cameo, when, yeah, you guys didn't when catch When Hellboy goes up to get the flag. Yeah, when uh, the, the dude goes upstairs to pull the flag down when they first get to the town, as soon as he goes up, as soon as he goes up to that room where the window is upstairs, it's like it's at the bottom left hand corner. It's literally only there for like two seconds, so you gotta look quickly. But he's sitting right there, Leatherface, like in the darkness, right yeah, in front and of like, the screen. And, and like like you and Mandy both caught it right away and had me cue up yeah, back because I didn't me see out. it. And then it, the it, out. Won, it wasn't until the end that you guys put it together that that was Leatherface sitting there the whole time. And I'm like, once you guys yeah. pointed it out to me, I, 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 was, I, I got the joke. You guys saw it first, but I got the punchline before you did. Yeah, and I, so but but aside from that, there's that shot in the ambulance. I mean, yeah, it's kind of out of focus and close up, but, you know, you see him, you know, and it's kind of what you'd yeah. expect him to look like. Yeah. Like, it's what exactly. you'd expect him to look like. So I mean, I so overall, you know, I, and like, and again, I I plan on talking about this more coming up, so I don't want to like go too deep into it. So I liked it. I'm gonna leave it at that. So I'm gonna, you know, I've got my usual three recommendations for this week. Uh, the first one, it's a film that's on YouTube. I'm sorry, not YouTube, Hulu, and it's a documentary film. Uh, you guys have probably heard of it. Maybe one of you guys have seen it as well. You cannot kill David Arquette. <laughs> I saw that one. Oh, dude, what'd you think? Uh, I was a big fan. I, I respect uh, David Arquette more after yeah. watching that. Uh, it's just the fact that he wants to make things right with wrestling, and I like the yeah, I like his, that. Like, that up in a backyard. That shit and with all that. Nick Gage, which I remember when that happened, but just seeing it and the way it you know, transpired with the whole yeah, you know, it's throat, crazy. the throat thing, like in that hardcore match. Overall, it's kind of, it, it, at times it's hard to watch because like, it just really, David Arquette does a really great job of like, get, capturing, you know, every element of, you know, that, that, I don't know what you want to call it, that, moment of his life that he was going through a phase i like the fact that he had his siblings you know you saw rosanna you had uh patricia all of them um you got a little backstory before he got into the meat of things and how back in 2000 he won the belt and it was like the most tarnished thing in wcw history and you know, the same story you've heard a million times if you've been a, if you're a wrestling fan. All right. Well, um, while since you brought it up, while we're on the topic, I, I've known I, I've known of the documentary. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm assuming it's more so focused on his whole you know thing with professional wrestling than his overall career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah question yeah. I have is it's like kind of like that chicken chicken and the egg. Which came first, the movie with Scott Kahn or his obsession with? sports entertainment 
the the, the Ready to Rumble movie. The Ready to he, Rumble. He, so he just signed on to do a flick, and then kind of fell in yes. love with what that because that's that's how I read it, but I didn't know if it was a cross gimmick. That that you know because well, I remember the film came it's out not and like, he was showing up on on Raw and stuff like that. So it was always hard to you know to distinguish you know the black and white within the gray lines at the rest. It's world not like he you know made this movie and has been a fan the whole time and you know afterward was like I want to do this for real. I'm going to go win WCW's you know title and this that and that. no he was he made a movie like any other film that he does. It happened to be a film about westling or it involved wrestling. And it had a lot of he, WCW guys in it. Right? He captured like, he he got he got he got a like he got a feel for that high, I guess you want to call it. And they had him come back. He had an opportunity to promote the movie and this was on WCW's part. They were like Hey, we're gonna make you the champ, and they talk about how it happened. You know, he got there. Yeah, in he, he around the time the film was running in theaters, he showed up on Nitro or something, right? He, I, it was on it was on Nitro, and then Thunder, and then he had a it was a the Slambury pay per view. He defended yeah, okay. it. Okay, so I'm remembering Triple it Cage concept. I, I remember when Ready to Rumble. He came didn't out, want that belt. Was he was like, "No, you guys aren't serious, right? Like, come on!" Like, he, but they they insisted, so that's why he and he was only champ for like two weeks. It's not like he was a fucking champion yeah, and that's, for like and a that's, long time. That's why I always, I, I always thought it was just like a, a, a promo gimmick while the film was he, running in the theater. He and then won he the belt on, him. he won the belt in a tag team match. Um, they had a weird stipulation where, you know, it was just, and it's happened before in the past, they've had a single title in a tag team match and whoever scores the, the, the fall wins the belt. And so there was a thing where like, he someone hit the finisher on Bischoff, or and he made the cover same time as DDP made the cover on Jarrett because that's what it was. It was him and DDP versus Jarrett and Bischoff, and there was two refs or something like that, and they both made the count at the same time. And apparently, David Arquette's pin was the one that counted. I'd have to go back, but I don't care enough. But anyway, the the the, the documentary is really good. Um, it it's a real eye opener and. Um, it's I, I can't recommend it enough, especially if you have Hulu. You just check it out. Um, my second recommendation, uh, I mentioned last week I've been on sort of a Penelope's Fierce kick, so I went ahead and watched Dudes the other day. Dude, that movie's fun. It's it's nothing, you know, groundbreaking. Uh, it's it's it, it's a fun road trip film involving punks and John Cryer and Fleas in it and, and Daniel Rope Daniel Roebuck, um, G- G- Catherine Mary Stewart. A lot of people were in the movie. You know, fucking great soundtrack, Vandals, TSOL, shit like that. Jane's Addiction, Mountain Song is in it. It's just a fun movie. You know, it's hard to find, but uh, Shout Factory yeah, I wanna, put it out, and that's how I got it. I, wanna, I, I bought it. I want to borrow your copy of that because I've been wanting to rewatch it. For yeah, a long definitely. Time. I, I'll definitely lay it on you. Um, but yeah, it's, I went it's, through, like, it's a fun movie. I've ne- about I, a year until you guys brought it up. I never heard of it, so uh, put me in line. For oh, that. you never heard of that before? Nah, nah, nah it's nah, John. Nah. It came out in '87. It's John Cryer and Daniel Roebuck are a couple of punks in New York, and uh, their other friend, uh, who's also a punk, of course, is Flea. And he convinces them to just, you know, say, fuck this place and just go out west of California. So they do. And on their way there, uh, they, they, they're they like, 
camping out. I'm not really spoiling much because this is all in the trailer for the movie. Um, while they're camping, uh, they get held up by uh, Lee Ving, the singer of Fear, and his like fucking yeah, the dude uh, was in a clue. Right? He played he's Mr. in clues. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff too. And they end up uh, killing Flea. So it's kind of like it kind of turns into like a revenge movie, but huh. it's still like uh, comedy with like shit. But it's got some serious elements. It's it's really good. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, Joe. yeah, about a year or two ago, I was I went through like a phase of like all those old eighties underground punk movies. Yeah. So like yeah. Uh, yeah. suburbia and yep, um, suburbia. I watched that last week. Uh, Smithereens. And uh-huh. uh, uh, Border Radio, which was Allison Anders. I, I believe it was her first movie. I, I like that one a lot. With uh, John Doe from X starred in it. Um, Made in USA with uh, Christopher Penn and Adrian Pazdar. Mm-hmm. Uh, soundtrack by Sonic Youth. That was a good movie. So, like, yeah, I've been wanting to squeeze dudes in there um, and catch up on that one, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll lay it on you. Absolutely. Cool. So... And finally, I am recommending Michael Mann's The Keep, a film that I had never seen <laughs> until this past Friday, was it? Or Saturday? No. Yeah, How did Saturday. you watch it? Uh, yeah, right. It is currently streaming for free on Pluto TV. Oh, that's a big fish movie, isn't it? Uh, it's not a fish. Yeah, no. the, the 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 keep is like uh, it's a supernatural it's entity a, being kept housed it's a in ger- like Nazis, like, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah, a German it's like, movie. Yeah, like, yeah, like the like Scott Glenn's in it. Like the Nazis are are like Scott Glenn. Well, first of all, has anyone besides me seen it before? Uh, it's not since I have seen it a long time. Not well. not since I was young. But Ed, here's an okay. interesting little tidbit. Um, mutual acquaintance of ours, Jamie Sabatini. Um, you said Jamie. Me that, yeah, I'm saying, uh, his the guy that lives next door to his parents when he was growing up is the author right. of the book. Oh wow! Yeah, Jamie had like a bit of a connection to the keep because apparently the guy lives the guy that wrote it, the book that man well, based the movie on lives down the eastern the- shore somewhere. It's clearly like it feels like it's an unfinished movie, and it definitely has some effects that are look not finished. <laughs> like the sound, one. the sound design is definitely untouched, and can definitely it's it's touched, but it can definitely use a, a a rework if that's even possible. I don't know how it goes. Someone needs to acquire that film from Paramount and. Fucking just do what they can. Please yeah, people, scream, people, shout people, if you're hearing this. Arrow that for, for for years. It's not it, the first it time needs to happen, bro. Breathe life because back into this. The, the marketing the film has potential. It, the the film have it's definitely an interesting movie. Um, it 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 does dra- drag out in the middle, but uh, overall, like. It's definitely, especially if you're a Michael Mann film, because it or a Michael Mann fan, because it's it's not a film of his you'd expect. Uh, but I love the cast. Um, it was, it was th- one of his first th- films. Yeah, it was, and it's it, he did it after uh, Thief. That's what he followed Thief up with. And huh. it's just got a lot going for it, but then misses the mark in some places. But I, I don't know overall. Check it out. See for yourself. It's currently uh, 
you can it's on demand on uh Pluto TV. It's it's free. The fuck is Pluto? It's one of them like <laughs> I don't know. It's like Tubi, one of those type sites. Uh, yeah, but, they, uh, they, they had that. I got tipped off. I got tipped off on Twitter the other day from uh, uh, Megan Navarro from uh, Bloody Disgusting. She said that it was streaming on there, and I was like, "Oh, really?" And I downloaded it, and sure enough, there it was to keep. So I watched it. I mean, there's ads every like twenty minutes or so, but still, it's a nice little. Like, it's a nice way to spend ninety six minutes. I, I, you know. I've never Especially been the biggest. I've never been the biggest Scott Glenn fan, though. I don't know about. He's not guys. in it a whole lot because no. Scott Glenn's so character I, is like I, a subplot sort. I, of. I, I, I like. I remember watching it on. It's it's like Justin will love this. I remember watching it on like Super TV. Super TV, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it's just really, I talked a lot um, about Super TV this weekend, um, but you, I remember you, watching. You really it on get, that get a lot of. Um, so it's you been get a lot of years. You get a lot of uh, Gabriel Byrne and a lot of Ian McKellen throughout the movie. So, hell of a cast. Oh, it's it's got yeah. Oh yeah, definitely got a hell of a cast. Um, Are you guys uh, interested in Michael Mann's new movies working on the one about Enzo Ferrari? Enzo Ferrari, of course I am. It's got fucking Shailene Woodley. He's my favorite actress Adam, at the moment. Adam Driver, I heard, just signed on too. What doesn't he do? Watches his <laughs> movies. I, I think he needs to just live over in, in Paris because that man's doing, like, everything over there, it seems. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I, maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's just me overthinking, but I feel like he's got a lot on his plate right now. Um, got this Enzo movie coming out. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I thought that he had a lot going on or coming up, or at least I've definitely been hearing his name a lot in the uh, the news, so... Oh, hey, I, I got something I want to talk about. Daniel Radcliffe is Weird Al. You seen the shots? Yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I saw the, the one shot of him, like, kind of on his way to set, like, kind of with the wig huh. and the mustache and a Hawaiian shirt. But then they had the, like, official still shot of, you know, from, you know, the biopic of him on stage at the accordion. I, color me intrigued, fellas. I'm looking forward to seeing this flick. You know, I I I I'm anxious to see a trailer. I know you guys are like I'm the I'm the, I'm the sucker of the group when it comes to biopics. These guys could take them or leave them, but this is one I'm looking forward to, man. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe is Weird Al Yankovic. That's just Corey. What do you uh, What do you got for us this week as far as recommendations go? Well, uh, start going off. Um, I'm gonna take a leak. I'll be right back, guys. Keep, just go on, Corey. All right. Uh, so my first one was a surprising one. I hadn't heard of it, but I'm a big fan of the producers. But I watched an animated movie on Netflix, uh, The Mitchells versus the Machines. It's just like a kids or family animated film. I think it dropped like last year. I hadn't heard of it, uh, but I watched the trailer for it on Netflix. And I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Lord Miller, like the lego movie and the 21 and 22 jump street so i gave it a shot and it was actually really funny even for an adult uh it had a lot of good jokes um it's, i like those, it was heartfelt too I, I like those guys too but i wish they would get back to like i don't know i mean i i saw most of the lego movie um knew they were involved with this one it's it's not really on my list or on my radar um I, I don't know. I, I I like it when they when they do like live action humor. Like their Arrested Development episodes are some of the best ones in the in, in the series. 
you know, and I was, I'm a little disappointed. You know, I would like to see what they would have done with that solo movie. I don't know about you. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was, I was so excited about that. And yeah. And, and, and Justin so and I have both said that like out of the recent, like Disney acquired Star Wars output, we're in the minority. Solo's my, my favorite one. Solo's- yeah, I, I love Solo. I'm a big, Solo's not a perfect movie by any means. It's got a lot of problems, but it is a super fun movie. Really and I, I really would, when I heard that they were doing it, not that I'm like, I, I don't have anything against those guys, but I'm not like a huge fan, but I was like, I, I like the idea that they're going to make a comedic Star Wars movie. Like, kind of take it out of where it's been, do something different with it, yeah. mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And I would have been really, really excited to see what they would Yeah, they and not that Ron for. Howard delivered a bad product, but he redid no, like I, 60 to 80% of what they already committed. You know, yeah. so I would love to see what they had going for it. But yeah, like, I'm with you, buddy. Like, Solo, you know, fans turn their nose up at it, but. Like to me, it was it was exactly what I wanted. I got what I expected. It it answered you know it answered the questions I hoped it would and a few that it that I didn't even know I had. It tied up some knots. I mean, I figured out what a you know how the hell you make a castle run in parsecs. You know, it was like it it, 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 it closed gaps in the canon. I think it was fun. Sorry, Corey, I didn't mean to hijack your thing, but you mentioned you know Lord and Miller. I want them to, like, they've done nothing but this, like, animated stuff the last couple of years, right? With Lego Movie and this and the... the, the I've read a lot of really good stuff the about Spider-verse this, The Spider-Verse thing? Yeah. Yeah, they've been doing the animated side. I don't know if they got, like, disenfranchised after the whole Solo you thing. You know, that that could be I'm it. Sure. That, that could very well be it. I mean, that's all it takes is, you know, Disney and... What's her name? Kathleen Kennedy to come in and, like, just kind of take the wind out of your fucking sails. <laughs> when it comes to working in the biz, I guess. Anyway, uh, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, so uh, I would recommend that for pretty much everybody. Everybody can watch that. Uh, the other one that surprised me, uh, just because I expected it to be for like your grandma, grampy type movie, but it was actually really good. Uh, being the Ricardos on uh, Amazon Prime really surprised me um you mentioned it earlier sean a biopic i'm a huge fan of the biopics and i'm also a bigger fan of aaron sorkin who wrote and directed it um and it's just a great uh movie like uh it's my my prime subscription lapsed like literally right around that week and i haven't renewed it yet it's the only reason i haven't watched it um i'm curious i've been wanting to see it i heard like kidman was getting a bit of flack for the way she portrayed Lucille Ball, but you didn't, you know, you, you didn't. No, I think she was that. spot on. I, really? I think her, she was spot on. Uh, Javier Bardem was great. I mean, everybody, the, the cast up and down was great, but, uh, and the writing was uh, wonderful. I, I'm really a big fan of the, what Aaron Sorkin does with these type of movies. Instead of trying to fit like a large portion of their lives in, you just pick like a period in time. Yeah, it takes like a pocket. Like that. Yeah, it's like it takes place over the course of like a week or something, yeah, doesn't it? Because he, yeah, it's it's like a couple weeks or or a week or something like that because he did the same thing with that Steve Jobs movie and I thought that was brilliant like just having it uh, set around certain parts of the life because you know you can only squeeze so much into a couple hour right. Film, well, while, so. while while we're talking about biopics since we got some time to we go did you did you watch did you watch uh, Mank the, the the Gary Oldman flick about about um, the author of Citizen King. 
No, I didn't. I, I mean, I heard about it. I didn't watch it. I, I know it wasn't like, I know reception was kind of mixed, so I kind of held off on it, but I'll definitely want to get around to it eventually. I mean, if you, if you're a fan of the film and like, like I'm a, you know, huge fan of Citizen Kane and Orson Welles work at the time. Um, so anytime there's like a little backstory being told about it, whether it's, you know, Liev Schreiber and RK 281, you know, or even the D'Onofrio cameo at the end of fucking Ed Wood, you know, um, <laughs> when there's a little something that that's going to give me, you know, let me peek behind the curtain of the production of Citizen Kane. You know, I mean, I'm intrigued. And the fact that um, that Mankiewicz was, you know, legendary at the time, but was also a raging, raging drunk, you know, to the borderline of, you know, it, it was it was pretty bad but what what's cool about it is when you watch it um and you do what i do Corey. you tend you like to slap the headphones on and just immerse um when you watch it what fincher does is not only are there cigarette burns in the top corner of your screen even though he shot this film in black and white all digital for netflix he makes it feel like a like a film like from that period um the sound mix on Mank is very tinny. It's like that 2.0, you know, almost mono. Uh, it's like the old mono. Exactly. Yeah, the old mono sound. Yeah, so yeah. It, 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 it helps immerse, you know, the, so you like, you like him, you know, it, I guess because you mentioned, you know, the Ricardo movie and being, and, and enjoying biopics, I'm going to tell you to check out Mank. Um, you know, next time you got two hours and, you know, to kill when the wife and kid are in bed, throw the headphones on, give it a run, especially if you know anything, you know, even a little bit about Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm you a know, fan. I own it. It's, I got, and like, it's, it's Oldman. I mean, you can't go wrong. It's fucking Gary Oldman. Yeah. Speaking of recommendations, I, I finally did watch it a couple weeks ago. The Cook, the Thief, his, his wife. wife ah, and okay. Cool. Greenway. Yeah. What do you what, what do you where are you at? What do you what's your take on it? <laughs> I had a, I enjoyed it. It was definitely out there. But uh, yeah, I, did I, you, I never thought I did. You see I never thought I, mean I wanted to see Michael Gambon eat a cooked man. Right. Yeah, right. Like, it culminates with that. <laughs> but you saw what I'm what I was talking about, about how like. Um, the way Greenway sets it, it almost like like the set design looks like you're watching a stage, a big stage play. Oh yeah, yeah, you that's know, literally like the, what it felt like. Yeah, it was and, like it was just a stage play being did filmed. You, yeah. Did you did you capture like the, the the actual color changes as they move throughout the sections at a restaurant? Like uh, yeah, it, like it, 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 it goes. He plays visually. with color schemes too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. Aside from it being a weird, twisted story, like Greenway does neat shit with with the visuals in that film. You yeah, know, no, I'm, it was I'm glad you dug it. Where did you Where did you find it at? Did you just had to jump on it? Or? I found it on Amazon on DVD for like six bucks. Oh, so I just so you bought, bought it, it right like, on, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't even it's own like the it. The price of a rental. Yeah, for real. I don't even. I don't even own it. Um, I was awesome. just catching it when it you know when it streamed. I think my first time watching it, I had Ed come over. Um, we watch it together, and I've seen it like two or three times since then. I'm glad you dug it, man. I'm glad you you know kind of picked up what I what, what we were putting down on it. Yeah, it yeah, definitely yeah. cool flick. Yeah. I know, I know, jo Justin. I'm assuming you're a fan. Yeah, yeah, it's an awesome movie. I, I, in fact, it's been a while. I need to go back and rewatch it. All right, Corey, yeah, do you have anything else to recommend before we go to Justin? Yeah. 
yeah, one last quick one. Sure. Um, this one's just a blast from the past, and I know you're, you're probably a fan, Ed. Um, but it's a late night comedy. It was on Netflix streaming. Uh, uh, Road Trip. I'm just uh, I forgot how good that movie was. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I'm, it's just if you're around uh, mine and Ed's age, I think you would have with all the gross out comedies that were coming out back then and the late night type comedies. It, it was just entertaining. Like it was one of the earliest DVDs I ever owned. I own it and on I remember Blu-ray. watching it and watching it. I have it yeah. on Blu-ray and I still I, I just watched it uh about two, three months ago. Right after Halloween is when I watched it around uh, November. Is that and the one yeah, where Tommy it still holds up. drives a bus? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Breckenmeyer, Sean Breckenmeyer, Sean William Scott. So what's the, what's uh, the one where Jeremy Renner makes his debut? I'm not confused. Is that that senior trip one? That senior I, trip. Okay, yeah, they kind of confused me. I don't even think there's a difference between the two of those films, is there? Oh, yeah. One's a, a field trip to D.C., I think. I haven't seen Senior Trip in forever. And then Road Trip is uh, Breckenmeyer cheats on his girlfriend who's having a long-distance relationship with, with Amy Smart, and he makes a sex tape by accident and sends it to her or something like that. And Yeah, it's it was it was fun. It has some good cameos. It's got like a Fred lot Moore, of funny bits. Yeah, a lot of funny cameos. The um, uh, DJ Qualls is funny in that movie. Um, yeah, he's great. Uh, it's, what's it's, the guy? Um, Paulo Castanzo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. I, he's good in it too. Like everybody's the the whole main cast. Tom I mean, Green did it just enough. You know, it's, it's yeah. It's I'm not, not a fan of his. He's yeah, only me in neither. a few scenes, so it works out fine. So yeah, I definitely I I back that up. Road Trip is definitely a funny movie. It still holds yeah, up. Yeah, funny movie. Yep, that's it All for right. me. Justin, you're up, buddy. Um, I, I don't, I didn't watch a ton of great stuff since we last talked, but um, okay. one I did, it was a, it was a rewatch and I hadn't seen it in probably 20 years or so. Uh, David Cronenberg's version of naked lunch. Have you guys ever seen that? Yeah, I have the, uh, I, I have the criterion set. Oh, do you yeah, really? I do. Not on Blu-ray, <laughs> but on DVD, but I have it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's a typical Cronenberg. Well, wait, you said a, version. There was another. There was another film version of uh, a Burroughs. No, movie. no, I just I just mean that he and his adaptation still, of Burroughs. Yeah, Lunch. His, okay, okay, yeah, exactly. Which is you know kind of a notoriously impossible to film book. So he um, he kind of took a combo of things from Burroughs' actual life and mixed in like little pieces of the book where he could. The, just characters, um, situations, names of places. And um, it was a movie that I always liked, but I, I never fully loved as much as I wanted to. But I'm um, rewatching it again. I, I really enjoyed it. It went from like a three star movie to a four star movie for me. So, you know, it's got the typical Cronenberg body horror stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it plays around with some weird, like almost like Casablanca spy subplot going right. on, you know? Yeah. With what's his name? Was it uh Ian Ian Holm? Ian Holm. I keep wanting to say McKellen. Yeah. Ian Holm's character. Judy Davis plays his wife and then plays another character in the movie. Um who else? Is there anybody else in it? Julian Sands was actually really good in it. Uh Peter Weller plays uh the, the William Burroughs character. He's addic- he's addicted um, to the bug spray. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the whole movie's about addiction, more or less. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, that th- that bug spray pretty much is basically just um, opium for Christ's sakes. Right, right. You know, it's yeah. Uh, 
a typewriter turns. I, I I love the typewriter bug gag where it's just talking to him, right? Like change. It stuff. talks to its asshole, right? He's got to lube <laughs> yeah. up the asshole. Jesus. Yeah, it's it, it, it's even weirder than I remember it being. So yeah, I'm watching it in a couple I, of years, but I got a nice. Yeah, go back and give it a watch. It, it's it's weird. It's even weirder than you than you remember it being. So um, that's one. Um, I watched this movie over the weekend called Howler. Um, directed by a woman named Nicole Rigel. I, I think it's her first movie. Um, it's it, ga- it gave me Winter's Bones vibes. Uh, I'm a big Winter's Bone fan, so um, so any movie that reminds me of that, it's not a negative against it. It's just like a very like almost documentary feel to it about this small town that's just been ravaged by like you know deindustrialization and automation and okay everything's shut down and jobs are getting shipped and um it's just this girl you know this girl and her brother just trying to make it in this town their mother's in jail for um you know she's a drug addict the, the father's out of the picture so it's you know it's a it's a bleak movie but if you like that sort of thing it's it's a a well-done version of that sort of thing um, and then finally, and I meant to recommend this last week and I just forgot for some reason, but it's not a movie. It's um, an episode of Half in the Bag. It's ah, about nice. <laughs> have you watched this, Ed? It's about the, uh, the Bruce Willis straight. To yeah, box. I, I mentioned I mentioned it. Uh, yeah, we Coy, talked about, we talked it, about it. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. About it? Okay. yeah, yeah that, that's some of my favorite. That's a great episode. episode. Yeah, some of my favorite episodes of Half in the Bag are where. Now they, we should tell you know, the people what half in the bag is. And yeah, uh, they don't tell know. Sean. Does Sean wants to know what the fuck half in the half bag? Half in the is. bag. Oh, okay. Yeah, half, half in the bag. So Red Letter Media is this this page on YouTube, and these guys have you know they have different shows, but half in the bag is like their current movie review. Sean, actually, you'd like these guys a lot. They have a um, like best of the worst, which is just like the shittiest old movies that you know eighties and. Right. 70s just ultra low budget um but half in the bag is is more current movies and current events and you know so this episode they did one talking about all the the bruce willis straight because normally it's behind. just one movie they talk about but this was just a whole swarm of them yeah they they teamed up and watched four of them like they 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 said we can't watch them all so you know one did two of them and the other one did another two um but some of my favorite episodes of theirs are where they they kind of criticize the industry, the film industry. Their, their review of um, Jack and Jill is one of the best pieces of uh, <laughs> like just criticism of, of the film business that I've right. ever heard. It's, so, it's a good one. Yeah. So I, I recommend I do a double feed. You know, their episodes are anywhere from like 40 minutes to a little over an hour long. Do uh, a double a double feature of the the Bruce Willis movie Factory and their um Jack and Jill movie reveal. So I just, uh, all right, so I just bring up the YouTube app on my TV and look for half in the bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. They we'll hate a look, lot of stuff, I, Sean. You'll look like for them. Red Letter uh, thanks. Media. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think we can uh, wrap it up now. So. uh just want to let everyone know that we'll be back next Tuesday with a jam-packed episode on The Departed. It'll be us four voices, along with an additional one. My brother Andrew, who was just on for our Inglorious Bastards episode, is returning to join us for The Departed, an episode that we've been uh, 
a long time coming, this one. Gotta say, we've done a lot of Scorsese uh, over the months since doing uh, the film effect, and uh, man, I'm really looking forward to this one. I know I say that a lot about episodes, but this is going to be a good one. So, Yeah, I remember at one point you were looking forward to uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still looking to follow that one up with Failure to Launch, so... I just uh, watched King of Comedy. Oh God, that movie's so great. Was that I your first time? That movie is. No, no, no. I've seen okay, it before. Okay, but okay. It's been a long time. Okay. One of these days, I don't get around to watching it too. One of them. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> you still got your copy, doesn't he? <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, and also uh, because I'm an idiot and forgot to hit the record button. We pushed back Waters Wednesday to next week. <laughs> so, sorry for the uh, delay. Party. We didn't do polyester this week, but we're doing it next well, week. We I, I, well, we did. Well, we did. Nobody will hear it. I promise to record it this time. That's my guarantee to everyone. So, next Wednesday, well, yeah, next week in general, you're going to get three So, it's just you two idiots talking about John Waters polyester like you were on a CB radio the whole time? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, we finished recording and I just heard silence for like a minute or two afterwards. It was like, ah, something's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucked. Um, oh, well. Well, it'll be better. So, yeah, next week, The Departed on Tuesday, Polyester on Wednesday, and then, of course, a new episode of Fewer Cast on Friday. So, three episodes next week. A lot to listen to, guys. Check it out. Check us out in the meantime on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast. Follow us on there. Follow us on Twitter at Film Effect Pod. We're on Twitter. I'm sorry, not Twitter. We're on uh, TikTok at Film Effect Podcast. And if you have any emails, you can send them right over to the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Sean, Corey, Justin, guys. Thank you so much for doing this with me, as always. And thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of FewerCast. Anything you guys want to add before we get out of here? Yeah, I got another recommendation, man. Check out Taylor Sheridan's Wind River. I got one more, too. Uncut Jams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as the saying of the tampon goes, see you next period. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. See This concludes our broadcast day.